My psychic senses are telling me that you are spiritually curious. I'm just kidding. If you found your way here, most likely <laughs> you are interested or curious about energy, the secrets of the universe, the magic of the unseen. There is a lot of conflicting information out there about how to tune into energy beings properly, how to build your intuition, how to cleanse things, yada, yada, yada. I know how overwhelming it can be, so I created a one-stop shop for all of your spiritually curious, psychic expansive self-care needs where you can build your own spiritual practice with guidance, tools, and a safe place to explore your curiosities and connect to your intuition. There's a ton of crash courses covering topics ranging from meeting your spirit guides to trans-channeling to manifesting. You get distance Reiki healings for a wide range of needs, such as moving through discomfort or support stepping into a new chapter or even help calling in creativity. Subscribers get 15% off all full-price services, a monthly group Zoom hangout where the weird is our normal. There are exclusive channeling videos, expansive conversations, guided meditations, movement meditations, weekly reflections, intuitive practices, this podcast, ad-free and as a video, and so much more. New content is uploaded every week, so there's constantly new stuff for you to learn from, digest, and various practices to keep you grounded in your body. And all of this, might I add is only $7 per month. So if you're ready to align to your best self and show up as your inner being, a priceless investment in yourself, you can head over to channelwithamber.com slash subscribe to give it a peek. I'll see you over there. Hey friend, welcome to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. This podcast will basically cover all of the day-to-day -day experiences I've had dealing with the world of energy, the good, the bad, and the ugly. It can be a really difficult process to open yourself up to the energy world, especially if you're doing it by yourself, so my hope is you can learn from my lessons to make your journey a little bit more enjoyable. Today's episode is going to be a little bit more educational just so we can all start with a base level of understanding and then move up from there. So, without further ado, here we go. I am so excited to be here with you guys. This is something I've been wanting to do for so long, so thank you for being with me on this journey. I'm going to kick things off with some basics. What a psychic is, what a medium is, what the clair senses are. We'll get into some basics about energy, so some technical stuff, and then how I personally got into all of this. There are a lot of different terms and definitions for someone that is sensitive to energy, but I'm going to stick with the terms psychic and medium. A psychic is someone that raises their vibration up to connect to another person. They will use the various clair senses, which I will go over, to gain a read on the person and their potential outcomes in work, life, love, etc. I just want to stress real quick, the future is not set. There are an infinite number of potential outcomes. A psychic is simply reading the most probable outcome based on the current circumstances, but everything can switch at the drop of a hat. A medium is a psychic that connects to an energy being, whether it be a spirit, extraterrestrial, angel, or whatever else. 
because these energy beings are energy, they're operating at a really high frequency, so the medium will raise their vibration up as the energy being lowers theirs so they can establish this middle ground, this connection for information to channel through. Again, this information is relayed through the clair senses. So, the major clair senses are associated with our physical senses and then some. The first one is clairvoyance. This is the one people are most familiar with. It means clear seeing. You will see energy, whether it be a physical manifestation of it, an image or scene in your mind's eye, flashes of lights, or even just super vivid dreams. Clear audience is clear hearing. You will hear frequencies, messages, ringing, music, static. Again, these can be physical manifestations of sound, so you can literally hear a frequency like ringing in your ear, or it'll be in your mind's ear, <laughs> so it'll sound like thoughts, kind of. Clear salience is clear smelling. You'll suddenly get a whiff of something that is not in your immediate surroundings, or something that doesn't even necessarily have an odor, like a color or a number. Clear gustance is clear tasting. This one is a little weird. You will get a burst of flavor suddenly pop in your mouth that isn't associated with anything you're eating. <laughs> so it could be the taste of metal, blood, chemicals, food, etc. Clear empathy is clear emotion. This one is a doozy. You experience the emotions, thoughts, and ideas of other people or beings. Clear sentience is clear feeling. You gain information through physical sensations, whether it be discomfort, pleasure, a weighted feeling, a gut feeling, anything physical. Clear tangency is clear touching. This one is more of a practice than a sense. You gain insight through touching something that belongs to a person or was present in a situation. And then the insight is relayed through the other clairs. So you may see, hear, smell, feel, taste, something related to the person or the situation. Since it relies on the other senses, I don't really feel like it counts as a clair, but it is commonly thrown in with all of these. So I am including it now. So at least, you know. <laughs> Finally, we've got claircognizance, which is clear knowing. This is when a message is downloaded, so you'll suddenly have a full concept come to you, and then it's up to you to relay the concept to whoever it's meant for, or if it's meant for yourself, then you can just sit with it and marinate on it. Certain senses are typically stronger than others for a person. If you are naturally very empathic and visual, for example, your stronger ones may be clairvoyance, clairempathy, and clairsentience. But it is also very possible to have them all fully developed. You can also use these tools to tap into other dimensions and realities, to read past lives, parallel universes, stuff like that. Now to the technical stuff. The following things I will go over are kind of heavy concepts, so if this is the first time you've ever heard any of this stuff, it may take a little bit of time before it fully clicks. That is perfectly normal. I invite you to just be present and allow the information to download into your subconscious, and if you need to replay it a few times, go for it. So, 
Everything is made up of energy, so everything vibrates at a specific frequency. This is something that has been scientifically proven and is a widely known concept. Literally, everything is energy. People, situations, relationships, objects, plants, animals, you name it. Our physical body is encased in an energy field, or aura, that is made up of seven layers called auric bodies. You can think of it as a Russian nesting doll, where the innermost doll is our physical body, and then the following dolls that encase it represent each of the different auric bodies. Each auric body is associated with each of the seven major chakras. In case you're unfamiliar, chakras are the main energy centers in the body that send and receive energy. The chakras start at the root, which is at the base of the spine, and then move up to the crown of the head. So we've got the root chakra, the sacral chakra, the solar plexus, the heart chakra, the throat chakra, the third eye, and the crown chakra. There are chakras all around us, all over our bodies, all over our energy field, both major and minor, but I'm just going to stick with the seven chakra system. Each chakra has a specific function that affects our body in some way, whether it be physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual. So in other words, our bodies are a direct manifestation of our energy field. Everything starts there and then downloads down into the physical. Energies that cause things like disease and illness are of a lower vibration. Basically what happens is a clog or imbalance occurs somewhere in your energy field, which prevents the flow of healthy energy to that area. This then has an adverse effect on your health. These clogs can come from things like a negative mindset, internalizing heavy emotions, trauma, deep-rooted issues stemming from past lives, or even just low vibrational energy beings that latch onto your field and wreak havoc. Those are always really annoying. <laughs> the healthier your energy field, the healthier your chakras, and the healthier your physical body. This is why things like centering and grounding are so important. They help support your energy field so you're able to lead a healthier life where you are fully present, aligned, and just feeling good. The first three auric bodies associated with the first three chakras affect the physical world, so they have to do solely with our physical, mental, and emotional states. The auric bodies starting at the heart and higher all intermix with the spiritual world. Each of these auric bodies are living in a reality of their own that is as real as ours, but purely energetic. So they have their own lives where they interact with energy beings and the energy bodies of those around us. This is why we get those situations where you're in a room, a complete stranger walks in, and you feel some kind of connection to them or they feel super familiar, but you've never met them before. What's happening is your energy bodies are interacting, which is creating these feelings of familiarity and connection. We can actually tap into these realities while we're dreaming. So if you have dreams of someone often where you guys are like best buddies or in a relationship of some sort, but in the physical world you barely communicate, it's because you're actually seeing one of the parallel realities that your energy field is going through. So long story short, there is a lot more going on than what we can physically perceive. This idea of chakras, auras, and overlapping realities is also seen with planets or various areas in space. 
Earth has chakras, and thus carries with it various realities. For example, our physical world and the fairy realm, an energetic world, are overlapping realities on Earth. Even though we share the same planet, the environment can sometimes look different because they are completely different states of existing. So you can be sitting in your living room right now, but in their realm, it's actually a workshop or a sacred meeting area or whatever. And that's the technical stuff. I'm going to go into more detail about all of my stories as we progress through this show, but I just want to give you an overview of my history. I grew up with both sides of my family very sensitive to energy, so it was very common for us to have weird things happen or interact with ghosts and fairies and such. I feel like we would also end up in houses that came with a bunch of paranormal activity, so we would all experience things constantly. I wasn't allowed to have electronic toys growing up because they would always play Hush Little Baby, even when they weren't programmed to. It could be off, the batteries could be out, and it would still go off playing the song. It was terrifying. I would hear my name being called a lot, I would see things, objects would move, lights would turn on, my mom went to light a candle once and it lit itself, the list goes on. (laughs) The first experience I remember, though minimally, was when I was two. We were living with family and we experienced a poltergeist. It was a week-long ordeal. I saw one of the spirits growling at me under the kitchen table while I was eating cereal, and because of that, I had a fear of having my legs dangle under tables all throughout my childhood. (laughs) So even though I was super young, it made a very strong impact on me. When I was four, one of my guardian angels revealed itself to me. This was probably the most incredible experience I've had to this day. It revealed itself so physically. It's one of the most concrete pieces of evidence I have that this stuff is real. (laughs) As a kid, I was super obsessed with fairies. I would teach my friends about them. I would make them little houses out of cardboard boxes. I would leave them treats. I would even have full-on performances where I would sing and dance for them. (laughs) I tried so hard to establish a relationship with the fairies. As I grew up, they slowly started to accept my offer for friendship, (laughs) and their presence definitely increased and filled my life with so much joy and mischief. I also had a big interest in aliens. I was always terrified of the idea of abduction, but... I was also really fascinated with it. Before bed sometimes, I would imagine exploring the solar system. I would fly to the different planets and moons and befriend a lot of the beings that I would run into. I later found out that I was actually astral projecting, so I was making legitimate connections with these extraterrestrial collectives, which is really cool. Every so often, I would spend the weekend at my great aunt's house, and she always encouraged me to work on my intuitive abilities. She taught me how to make a dream journal. We would do these dream exploration exercises where we would create masks or we would draw a picture of um, characters from our dreams, and then we would talk to them about 
their purpose or ask if they had any guidance or anything. But there was one instance that kind of jump-started my psychic practice. My experiences at home were primarily in the realm of mediumship, and purely psychic things weren't necessarily as prominent. So, my great-aunt had to go to a lamp store because she had to make a return, and she said the store would sometimes stay open past their closing hours. Let's say they were supposed to close at 5, we would have gotten there at like 5.20. So she asked me if I felt like they would be open by the time we got there. I had absolutely no clue, so I brushed it off, basically saying, how am I supposed to know? (laughs) But she really pushed it and wanted me to honestly make a guess. She told me to imagine us actually in the car, driving by, and then looking at the store to see if it was open or not. So I closed my eyes and visualized it all, and when I looked at the store, I saw the open sign lit up. So I told her, and we left. I was really nervous, (laughs) but as soon as we passed the store, the open sign was lit up. It was so exciting. The owner told us that he had been really good about closing on time lately, so at that point it was kind of an anomaly that they were open. It was really cool reassurance. After that, I would play with it a little bit here and there to try to test myself, but I never took it too seriously. As I got into middle school, so about 11, 12 years old, I experienced a huge increase in deja vu to the point where I could literally say word for word what someone was going to say next in a conversation. The amount of times I could hear people's thoughts also began increasing. When I'd go to bed, I remember having to ask my dad to stop thinking because his thoughts were really loud and I couldn't sleep. When I was 16, my dad became involved with this spiritual center, which is where I met my mentor. She told me that I was a crystal child and basically had an open channel, but I desperately needed to learn how to control my gifts because weird things were coming in and they were just causing a hot mess. The first step in my journey was to get over my fear of the paranormal. This was probably the most difficult lesson. It was cool when I was the one reaching out to fairies and angels and stuff, but having grown up around so many things being moved and making noises, it was just not always a welcome experience, so it was hugely beneficial to have someone there to hold my hand through it. We would just meet up every so often for lunch and she'd ask me questions so I could practice reading energy. One of the times we met up, she asked me if I was able to see any of her guides, and I said, yeah, there's actually a little fairy on your shoulder. She hides things and messes with you when you get too serious. She just wants you to have fun and let go. (laughs) My mentor asked me what her name was, and I told her it was Penelope. Well, apparently, a year prior, one of the channelers at the center had told her that she had a little fairy with her named Penelope, who did exactly what I had said. That was the first time I felt like I might actually have a shot at this stuff. (laughs) My mentor had also mentioned that I had been astral projecting since I was a kid, so this is where I learned that my explorations into the solar system were actually real. She told me I had a deep connection to different planets, which allowed me the ability to detect aliens walking around disguised as humans. (laughs) After this, 
I got into studying extraterrestrials a little bit more, and I started people watching a lot, and sure enough, I could always tell when someone was fresh in a human body. (laughs) I started doing oracle card readings at parties she would throw, just to help my confidence and get the hang of reading people. Then we moved on to doing readings without any tools, and then we practiced some long-distance ones, so over the phone, Skype, stuff like that. I was getting great feedback and started building a little bit of a clientele, so we decided to go for it, and I started offering my services professionally. At the same time, a lot more spirits started to come to me. The first big one happened pretty quickly after I started my training. I was going to bed, I rolled over onto my right side, and it was like I was immediately transported into this dark alley. There was a girl lying in front of me. She had stab wounds all over. She was laying in a puddle of blood, and she was screaming as loud as she could. I quickly rolled back onto my left side to snap out of it. But every time I even peeked to the right, it would turn right back into the alley and I would hear her screams. I started freaking out. I have post-traumatic stress disorder from sexual abuse that occurred when I was a kid. And this scene was a huge trigger for me. I woke my dad up for help and we came to the conclusion that she was the spirit of a girl who had been murdered. She wasn't able to pass on due to the horrific nature of her death. She was basically stuck in that scene and just needed somebody to help. So this kind of thing started happening a lot. It took me a while to be able to handle these situations without them triggering me so bad. One of my strongest gifts is Claire empathy. So when they would come to me, I would essentially experience what they were experiencing at the time of their death. My PTSD was really bad during this time, but it was so rewarding for me to help these spirits. And honestly, it was a great lesson in setting boundaries. Boundaries are very needed for an empath to function normally, and I was not previously functioning normally because I did not have any idea on how to set boundaries. Over the years, I began to explore other avenues of this type of work, such as trance channeling. For those not familiar with trance channeling, you basically go into a meditative or a trance-like state and your energy body steps aside so another being can download into your body and then they talk through you. So the being's frequency will change your voice so it can become deeper or higher pitched, your accent will change, your mannerisms will change to fit theirs, stuff like that. My dad is a big trance channeler, so we would sometimes trance channel at the same time and have the beings talk to each other, which was always cool. (laughs) I got into doing house cleansings. I actually made a YouTube video talking about the most intense house cleansing I've ever experienced. If you search channel with Amber fighting a demonic entity, it will come up. Give it a watch. Let me know what you think. Share some of your stories. (laughs) I started teaching and training on this stuff. And then I fell into Reiki healing. My mom ventured into Reiki around 2017 and became a Reiki master and teacher. And it just kind of hit me one day that I wanted to learn it too. So she took me under her wing and I am now a certified Reiki master and teacher in Usui, Crystal, and Karuna Reiki. 
Ever since I took the dive into Reiki, I feel like my spiritual abilities in honestly all areas of my life have been fueled and enhanced by it so much. I am a big believer in Reiki. I feel like everybody just needs Reiki in their life. It is wonderful. (laughs) All in all, this stuff has been a huge part of my life, but I didn't completely understand it or my place in it until I met my mentor and actively pursued this exploration. I had so much fear for so long and went through so many weird, bizarre experiences with this stuff that I can't just sit here and keep it in, you know? (laughs) I feel like it's my duty to share so other people don't feel so alone in it. We all have these gifts. They're as natural to us as all of our other senses. I was lucky enough to have a family that accepts this stuff and doesn't judge you if you say that you saw a ghost in the bathroom, but not everyone has that. It can be such a scary thing to go into alone if you don't have the tools or the guidance or the support to reassure you that you're okay, you're in control, it's not scary, etc. (laughs) So I am here for you, I am rooting for you, and I am so honored to be here with you on this journey. Go find me on Instagram, at Channel with Amber. Let me know what you'd like to see on the show, what questions you have, or just pop in and say hello. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. To learn more about what I do, visit channelwithamber.com. For future updates on the show, to give some feedback on future episodes, or to just connect, follow me on Instagram at Channel with Amber. Shout out to Unicorn Heads for my theme song, A Mystical Experience. See you next time.